Yippee-yay-yo, welcome back to the podcast. I have brand new tour dates on sale. So ones that you probably haven't heard of, so listen up and you hopefully your town is on this list or your city and I would love to see you there. They've just been announced. Uh, so these ones that are already been announced next week, I'm coming to Wollongong. Uh, there's not many tickets left. I'd love to see you there. That's next Wednesday. And then Sydney, we added a show next Thursday uh, because the other two sold out, you bloody legends. Then we've got the extra Newcastle show. There's only 50 tickets left. And then Canberra, there's 20 tickets left. And then uh, that's 18 plus that one. Then we rescheduled Geelong because of COVID, the old Rona. And then Bendigo, uh, we added. And then Melbourne, we rescheduled. And the new dates are we're coming back to Adelaide, doing one more show if you missed it. Then I'm going to Perth to do the biggest goddamn show I've ever done. 1,000 people at the Regal Theatre. So please, please come along. I hope you all reacted like what Reese did because it was a ballsy move booking a theatre. But um, we've been selling out a bunch of shows, so I thought, you know what, Perth's fucking sick all the time, so hopefully people come out. So Perth, I'm banking on you. Bring all your friends. Otherwise, it'll be really grim if there's like 100 people there. <laughs> <laughs> so please come. Um, yeah, Perth, biggest show I've ever done in my career, so I'd love to see you there. Then um, we're going back to Canberra to do an all-ages show, if you missed out on the 18+. Plus. And then Harvey Bay, never been there before. Not sure what that is. Um, Cairns, I love Cairns. Look, looking forward to going back. Then Townsville, Mackay, Rockhampton, Bundaberg, Toowoomba, Shun- Sunshine Coast, Gold Coast, Brisbane, Launceston and Hobart. We've also added Bunbury as well, just before the Perth show. Guys, I'm coming everywhere. Biggest tour I've ever done, LukeKidgel.com. I would love to see you there. Now enjoy the episode on the balcony. Who would have thought that a girl like me would double as a superstar? Literally everyone. Is it recording? Your, your parents are famous. Uh, yeah, it's yep. recording. Leave it in. Leave it in. Guys, welcome back to LukeKidgel.com. We're recording. Welcome to the balcony. Did I say welcome back to LukeKidgel.com? Dude, I've been plugging my show so much lately that I have become my own brand. (laughs) Welcome back. This is not my website. This is a podcast. Welcome back to the Luke Kidgel Hour. And um, we're doing it. Yes. Balcony podcast from the Gold Coast. This is where the podcast hits its peak form. Oh, yeah. Having a goldie groove. <laughs> For the audio listeners, you just missed me to a breast, a breaststroke kick. Yeah. Not a breast. <laughs> Welcome back. I'm delirious already. Uh, we are on the Gold Coast. We've fleed uh, Victoria, which is great to hear. I've got so much to catch you up on. But to start off, we always do a buzzer. However, I don't have my buttons with me today. Because I'm not at home. So, but I do have a Reese. And Reese is a, the closest thing we have on this show to being <laughs> an actual robot. So, Reese is going to do the buzzer noise today. Yep. He reckons he's got one prepared. Now, before you do it, mm. this won't shock me if it's some weird, obscure 2000s <laughs> reference that no one understands. So, Reese, without further ado, yep. what is today's buzzer? B- Mur- buzzer? <laughs> Sorry, buzzer. All right, ready? Yep. Murder. 
I was correct. Yeah. <laughs> For those who don't know, which is 100% of people. <laughs> that, and, and the fact that I understand the reference is gross. It's a Jar Rule reference <laughs> from the Fast and Furious soundtrack where we... <laughs> I hate that you've brought this onto the show. <laughs> we were listening to one of Jar Rules. Okay, no. So the this dates back to... Have you started the clock, by the way? Oh, come on, man. <laughs> forgot about the clock. <laughs> That's the reason why we do the buzzer is to start the clock. So on the live stream we did uh, on Saturday, which was cool to be back doing live streams, it turns out Reese made a shocking accusation at himself yeah and it was an accusation because i'd be ashamed of it <laughs> he goes it was uh, you said it like it was a confession but it was yeah I, fi- I finally just needed to let it out <sighs> jar rule was in <laughs> reese's top five spotify artists <laughs> on his end of year rap last year I was not in, in 2001 <laughs> or 2005 in 2020, COVID hit everyone yeah. hard, but I feel like it hit you the hardest. Yeah, it was a bad time. Yeah, but he reckons Ja Rule was number two. It beat Green Day, <laughs> <laughs> which is crazy because you love Green Day. Yeah. It beat Blink-182. Who was your number one? Uh, Architects, I think. Yeah, okay. So Architects, Ja Rule, and then back into like punk Yeah, and it was like bands. Blink, them Amity probably. Yeah. Yeah, so just weird. Ja Rule is an outlier <laughs> there. And I go, how come Ja Rule? And someone pointed out on the live stream, which is a great point, not even Ja Rule would be in Ja Rule's top five on Spotify. No mm. way. Um, and you were smashing this one song, and we listened to it the other day, and you know how... It, Rappers will have like their signature thing they say at the start of songs. Like Jason Derulo just says his own name. Jason Derulo. DJ Khaled's like, yo, another one. <laughs> and we're like, fuck, again. All right, DJ Khaled. Um, how about just like eat another salad, dude? Um, and Ja Rule's thing, which many people don't know because not many people listen to Ja Rule. But Ja Rule's thing, he just goes like the song beat will start to be like, and then he'll just be like, murder. <laughs> he just says a crime, uh, which I don't know if Ja Rule's committed murder, but if he has, super weird. No, I think he, I think he's been to jail for like tax fraud. Yeah, <laughs> white collar crimes, dude. Yeah. Chill out, man. Ja Rule would have been like the bitchest dude in jail. That's why he's like, murder. He, it's not cool if you're like, tax fraud. <laughs> you're like, hey, yo, you have a, like, imagine if he just wrapped up about fraud, like, you know, fraud. Yeah. Just like forging documents and like, yeah, anyone ever forged a signature? Anyway, it's not cool to just scream murder. Like if Ted Bundy did it, you'd be like, okay, that's on brand. If he was like, you know, on his way out, yeah. Savior recorded a song in jail. And if he was like, murder, I'd be like, okay, that dude's murdered heaps of people. <laughs> you know, eating chicks. It just, okay, well, that really bummed out the mood. It did. Um, but he did, guys. He did. It's fucking horrible. Anyway, guys, moving on from eating people, <laughs> we are on the Gold Coast. And yes, this is my natural habitat. Yes, I've hit my peak form. I'm dressed in my music festival shirt, because last weekend I did go to a music festival on the Sunshine Coast, Big Pineapple Fest. I'll be honest with you all, I drunk myself into another dimension. I left Earth and I became 5D for the night. <laughs> and you're probably thinking, Luke, did you just take drugs and do DMT and end up in a paddock? No. Still, I've never done drugs, but I, d- I mean, I've drank a lot of alcohol, which is a yeah. drug. 
But uh, I could not walk. And I don't remember the last time I was that drunk. Like, Lewis told me stories the next day of things I did where I usually pretty much remember everything that I do drunk. And that night, after a certain point, I do only have snippets of memories. I fell in a ditch. I bled all over myself. Um... It was pretty fucked up. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Like, no other... Reese is looking at me like, oh my God, this guy pays me. <laughs> no other employees have to rock up to work and their boss tells a story about them bleeding all over themselves because yeah. they fell in a bush <laughs> on the weekend. <laughs> but, uh, you know, that's what a Gold Coast... Oh, sorry, a Queensland music festival will do to you. I was on the sunny coast. I always get them confused. It's the same place. But, uh, yeah, that was good. Peking Duck was sick. The only here's my memories throughout the day. So throughout the day, we had to record a bunch of podcasts for Luke and Lewis, and that was all fine. And then it hit like seven p.m. And by the way, I was already flying by this point. I'd got my pilot's license because I was in the air and just fl- absolutely cruising, soaring. Uh, at one point, I was quadruple parked during a Luke and Lewis episode. Actually, I think five. Yeah, At one point, I had cute. five drinks on the go, and that was mid-afternoon. So by 7 p.m., I was just ready to rock. And it was not beers either. It was spirits all day. Like, we're talking free cocktails, which is out in the sun is a real... It's just a concoction of bad, bad adult juice. And don't do that if you're a, yeah. if you're a young, impressionable youth listening to this podcast (laughs) i saw our one instagram story of you and like you're wearing like your dad jumper and Mm. it was just one big fucking stain oh yeah (laughs) the jumper just became a stain but on this podcast we hashtag maintain the stain and i maintained my blood stains during a music festival (laughs) alcohol stains yeah it was just shit all over me because i kept falling over it was muddy and like i was i was slipping when i was sober (laughs) so when i had no more coordination. <laughs> I was a goner. And like, I don't know if you guys have ever been to a music festival before, but even if it doesn't rain, it still gets muddy because yeah. it's so many people walking on the ground all day. And uh, man, we I met up with uh, like a couple of fans. We were just like dancing to Peking Duck with. I had my arm around two strangers <laughs> who listened to our podcast. Yeah. And I was just like going for it, thrashing to Peking Duck. One of them had VB shoes on. Ooh, so yeah. I'm pretty sure he was a legend. Yeah. And then... We kind of wrapped up and then it became a mission to get home. And I will tell this story briefly because we told it in length on Luke and Lewis. But we essentially couldn't get an Uber from the music festival. But at the time, I couldn't figure out why. Lewis was just telling me I had to walk three kilometers down a highway. So I was like, fuck yeah. I feel like Tom Cruise. Mission this Because this mission sounds impossible. <laughs> and I, we started walking. I reckon we walked for an hour and a half straight. At this point, I was crossing freeways, scaling highways, I almost fell off a bridge, I think. <laughs> Meg got really angry at me the next day because she's like, you were so drunk that... And I think she was like slightly mad at Lewis being like, you're the only sober one here. By the way, because Keelan was blind as well. Yeah. So Lewis is the only sober one. And I'm like not doing things that are that dangerous, mm. but I also watched some vlog footage and I was just screaming at Lewis on the, on the side of the road filming him going, cross it, you fucking pussy. <laughs> and it's like a three-lane highway. <laughs> So, um, but I'm here now and I'm yeah. good. So that's, that's positive. But uh, I, I was being safe guys and I was being responsible. So don't worry about me. And uh, it was just, I think I just really needed a blowout. I've been working like so hard. I actually haven't been drinking at all that much recently, probably in the last month. So uh, I think I was just like a lot of like built up, like 
work doing 12 hour days i think mm. i had it in my head like man this music festival as soon as we're done with the podcast it's just gonna go off and then like all the boys are there like keelan's there tom armstrong from yeah. tom and frenchie we just start throwing them back together all yeah. having a great chat then Bliss and Esso come on, and you're not going to watch them sober. So, <laughs> you know, that it was it was good. Yeah, yeah. It was so weird, though, watching them. I, like, one guy has an American accent. Yeah, I think the one the main guy is from America. Dude, Australian rap is getting so American. Fair enough. Yeah, one of them was from America, I think. But they've always been like that. I know. They're just, like, really racking American culture. That's the one thing you've got to respect about like the real Oz rap guys. Yeah. So they're just doing their own shit. You yeah. know, they are fully repping Campbelltown. Yeah. <laughs> like not many people will openly be proudly from Western Sydney. But um, yeah, there's something weird about watching them being American, but that was good. And what was sick was watching all the people jump the fence and fight security guards. Dude, some guy like got full on choked out by a security guard and got put unconscious because his knee was on his neck and Keelan was like trying to drag the security guard off it got pretty hectic yeah yeah and then Keelan reported the security guard to the cop mm. and then because the, like again I was pretty drunk so I was like I'm just not going to go near this situation because I'm just going to like you know king hit a security <laughs> guard or something like that you know we're, we're in Queensland yeah. you know I'm like I'm like probably like four beers away from getting a back tattoo let's just like <laughs> chill out otherwise i'll king hit a stranger yeah. <laughs> so i'm like lewis is like just stay away from this man but i was like watching this kid who jumped the fence and fair enough the kid was being a dickhead and he knew what he was doing but he got tackled by the security guard security guard put all his weight on his neck and the keelan's like get the fuck off him and a few other people started to come up and like try and push the security guard yeah but then lewis was like to Keelan like hey dude don't push the security guard you're gonna end up on the ground with your neck being crushed yeah um so yeah i don't really know how that ended up but i'm pretty sure the kid just became unconscious and then they lifted him away which mm. was super fucked up yeah so i think that guy got reported hopefully it was one of the doggest things i've ever seen but uh and it's so weird because like really the kid was probably just a massive fan of bliss and esso and he just wanted to be up closer was that for Hooligan Hefts or Bliss and Esso? It happened in every set. Oh, every Mainly set. the Oz rap sets. Yeah. Pretty much every Oz rapper that came on stage, people were just breaking down barriers. <laughs> and the poor security guards that have just been paid. Like, if I was being paid yeah. 30 bucks an hour to stand there at a music festival with earmuffs on and hate myself, yeah. if someone ran past me, I'd be like, good luck. <laughs> I don't care. I imagine it would be like sort of like in like a war movie where the security guards would just sit there and just have a whole bunch of people just charging at them. Literally, it <laughs> yeah. was like yeah. that because they were pushing over barricades and there were some security guards like, you know the security guards that they failed to be a cop so this is all they have? Yeah. Like they couldn't, they clearly, they're big fat dudes, they couldn't pass the 30 push-up <laughs> test. So they're like, fuck it, I'm a security, I work for Chubb Security now <laughs> and, I, and I decided to embody Chubb as my identity. Yeah. They were like, it's my business and my lifestyle. <laughs> and they were standing there like these big guys. So like a teenager with a bum bag on run, runs past them. Yeah. And this guy was like, oh, I'm going to make it my mission to kill this kid. <laughs> and they were just like tackling kids. And what was great watching it was kids were kind of giving these big bowling ball security guard looking dudes like the don't argue like these like teenagers like they're not big at all i yeah. could have fucking decked them like, and i'm not good at decking people we're talking like ratty esche like only has like a dart and a dare 
for like their first two meals of the day. Yeah. These kids are skinny and they're like just shoving security guards running. And I think it was a COVID thing because in each area, yeah. they weren't, there was a maximum limit they could have. So I, I don't think there was any reason other than COVID why they shouldn't have been in the area. But um, yeah, it was, look, it was pretty hectic to watch. I don't really get out much. So I was pretty excited to be there. But uh, yeah, now we're on the uh, on the Gold Coast. We're in Coolangatta, and dude, the waves are pumping. We're just sitting on a balcony all day long, watching surfers just catch the sickest waves. Mm. We accidentally walked into someone else's room <laughs> before. <laughs> Reese and I were coming up. Uh, we just like went for a little walk in the morning, and um, we're coming up the elevator, and we press nine, and then so which is where we're on, and then we got off, and we walked into our room and we're like oh this is a lot cleaner and then reese just sees this stranger sitting on the floor because it's you know those apartment buildings where every floor looks identical yeah. and every room is built identical to the to all the other ones we walked in and this girl went <gasps> and reese and i were like oh my god so sorry and then we just left and we were in someone else's room yeah. and then we looked at her door and we got off at level six accidentally yeah which is a common mistake you know, I yeah, it was the exact same, yeah. I could have been like, sorry, I'm dyslexic, and it was upside down. <laughs> My bad. I'm not dyslexic. I'm just an idiot. But uh, that was a good one. Yep. So, uh, yeah, it's it's good to be here. And pretty much, yeah, I've been doing some spots around, doing a lot of gigs. And honestly, not being in Victoria is great. I feel a little bad right now. I'm sitting here in my music festival shirt. It's got ice creams on it. Yeah. And I feel like I'm promoting a lifestyle that maybe 30% of the people who listen to this podcast <laughs> cannot live right now, which is enjoying yourself, being in the sun, and having a bit of fun. Yeah. So I apologize, but also, sorry, not sorry, because we fled. We got out of there. This is the closest I've ever felt to being a refugee. <laughs> now, I'm not saying I know what it's like to be a refugee. I'm just saying this is the closest I've ever felt because we've fled two borders to be here. Yeah. We even fled the New South Wales border in case it, in case that Rona crept up. Yeah, it was intense. Dude, COVID's a... You can't knock it. No. It's getting round. Mm. That virus, the hustle on that thing, 24-7 grind. It's just crushing India right now. Killing everywhere it goes, literally. And now it's come back here. And isn't the virus... The virus, if it was a guy would just be the rattiest bloke. Like, all it seems to ever do is hang out at Chadston and go to places in South Yarra on a Saturday yeah. night and then occasionally, like, hit up a swim school in Bandura. <laughs> yeah. Or, like, a, and, like, it only ever really goes into the northern suburbs or the um, south southeast. Yeah. I think Corona is an Eshe. Yeah, probably, yeah. <laughs> For sure. But, uh, yeah, it's good. We're living... And I'm aware... That when we bought these shirts, I think we thought they were cooler than they are. Upon reflection, I look like a dad that's just forcing his family to have fun <laughs> on a holiday. Yeah. You know those dads, like, they bring their whole family, they shove them into the car, like, yeah. we're having fun. Kids, and the kid's like, where are we there yet? Like, we're not there, but have fun. <laughs> and, like, no one's having fun because the dad's just... And the only fun thing about him is his ice cream shirt, <laughs> but his attitude yeah. just doesn't match the shirt at all. That's how I feel mm. wearing this shirt around. And I, even Reese has got a button-up on. Yeah, but mine's not really too Gold Coasty. No, yours is more like 21st yeah. Melbourne. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can't, fit, can't fit the vibe. No, you're not really the vibe of the Gold Coast, to no. be honest. It's 
hilarious watching Reese <laughs> acclimatized to Queensland culture because this is honestly where I feel more at home up here than I do in Melbourne. I feel like this is my second home, but I, I honestly at some points feel like Melbourne is my second home because mm. when I come here, I just truly let the tension go and I just go, you know what? I'm going to spend way too much on a milkshake and sit on a beach. Yeah. And that's the way, that's where I feel more at home. You are struggling. You are, have a slight amount of stubble and he's like, oh, <laughs> and I think, should I shave? Should I not? And I was like, man, you're on the Gold Coast. Do whatever. Yeah. The fact that you don't look like Ned Kelly yeah, is true. crazy. We're thinking of going to Byron Bay in a couple of days. And yeah. If you don't come there with, there's a minimum amount of body hair accumulative that you must have as a male and female to be accepted into Byron Bay. Yeah. So whatever you do, do not shave your armpits. I won't. I'll keep it growing. Good. Yeah. They want like a Gandalf under there. (laughs) Doesn't matter what gender. So uh, it's just a relief not being in Melbourne, to be honest. Now, I did have some actual stuff to talk about, um, which is good because that's what (laughs) podcasts are for. But uh, yeah, one thing I want to talk about is nothing to do with just in general. I've just been thinking about this for months now. KFC... Why don't you open later? It's insane. The business model of that place. It's everyone. And I don't want to... Sp- oh, look, it's not everyone's. I would say it's 80% of people's preferred fast food preference. Yeah. I mean, you can sound off below that I think a lot of people will agree. Out of the big three, and I'm not even including Red Rooster in here anymore. There's right. Hungry Jacks, which are trailing in bronze. Yeah. I think KFC are trailing in popularity from Maccas yep. globally because KFC in America sucks apparently. Yeah. But it's it's so good here. But um, Maccas is still reigning gold. Silver is KFC, but bronze is Hunger Jacks. And then the participation medal right at the bottom is like Red Rooster. But I would say like chains like a Porto and Nando's have caught up to Red Rooster, if not overtaken I would it. put a local fish off ahead of Red Rooster. Oh, mate, I would put fucking Bob's Cafe, <laughs> like, ahead of Red Rooster. I would put almost anything. I would put, like, I don't know, not me shitting in a bucket, but, like, me <laughs> shitting on, like, a nice plate and serving it up good. Yeah. Probably ahead of Red Rooster. Yeah. And will this offend some losers who work at Red Rooster? Yes. Yes, it will. Get a new job. You know what? Probably actually a sweet job because no one would ever go in there. Yeah. You'd just be hanging out. But, um, yeah, so KFC's business model, I just can't figure it out. They have so much money. They're really popular. And always after midnight, I'm like, oh, we should get KFC. I'm like, oh, it's closed. They close at midnight or 11 p.m. Yeah. Sometimes 10 p.m. locally. Yeah. Even in the city, they barely open till after two, which is crazy. Look, now maybe I'm wrong here. Maybe I haven't considered... And maybe if someone works at a KFC, you could give people some insight here. But from my understanding, just doing some quick maths on the top of my head, I reckon it would only cost them a couple hundred of dollars an hour to stay open. That's paying wages for like the four 15-year-olds that are working there. I think after midnight, they have to be 18, don't they? So even if yeah, they're paying I'm pretty sure, people, yeah, after midnight. Yeah, even if they're paying people 18 to $20 an hour, sure, there's probably like, what, four staff on, five... That's like a hundred bucks there mm. an hour. And then there's electricity, you know, I'm assuming there's other costs 
rent, whatever. They're paying rent anyway. That's the thing. Yeah. So why surely they're making like my order alone is like $30 and I know that's I'm not sure what their profit margins are on their food but like surely if they started opening till 4am or at least 2am start with 2am KFC work towards it how are you not getting that midnight market because I'm sick to death of getting Big Macs at 1am and being disappointed 100% of the time because I know going in, I'm like, this is going to suck. And I buy it and I go, oh, it sucks. Yeah. And everyone does it. And I, I reckon it's where Maccas make half their money is after fucking midnight. Oh, yeah. If you, go, if you ever go to a Maccas after midnight. There's always yes. a queue at the drive-thru. Yeah. But it's like, no matter where you go, but it's like, how? There are only, there's only a queue because KFC is not open. Mm. KFC, I'm on your team here. We could be running Maccas out of business. I'd be so pro that. Fuck that place. <laughs> Dude, that place is the worst. It's a breeding ground for fucking kids to just punch on i'll never forget <laughs> i went to the cavill avenue maccas the other day and every time i go there i'm reminded of the time that i watched two 15 year olds have a full-blown punch on like someone some kid broke another kid's nose because he stole his mick rap and that is how i know your brand now like whenever someone goes do you want to get maccas i go i'll fucking fight you for it on cavill <laughs> avenue like the scum we are for going to this restaurant let's just Get it together, KFC. I, it, this blows my mind. I don't know if anyone else has ever thought about this, but how the fuck are KFC just shutting at midnight everywhere? Mm. What is their CEO doing? Just oh, it, There must be some kind of insurance thing that I'm not thinking of, of like there's a risk to open after midnight, some licensing. Maybe, yeah. I don't understand why they don't. It just To me, it doesn't make sense. They could be raking it in. I would go there once a week after midnight if they did. <laughs> just... Because just because I've said this now and I feel like I need to support them. Yeah. You know, this, that corporation needs more money. So, yeah, fix it, KFC. I don't know what you're doing, but surely I can't be the only one that's ever had this thought. Why aren't they open? Dude, if 7-Elevens can afford to be open 24 hours, then you can too. Because sometimes the 7-Elevens without the petrol component are open. Mm. And they're just selling pies and muffins for $2. Yeah. And they're still turning a profit from like Gatorades after nightclubs. Mm. But like people who work in like those overnight things, jobs at like fast food places, you would like being like the person who has to serve people like that. Maybe that's it. They just can't find anyone willing to yeah, stand at a KFC at three a.m. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't. That's that's true. I'm not volunteering no. to work <laughs> there. I just wish someone would take one for the team yeah. and pay them double. I'm sure you could still afford it. You yeah. know what? Even put a 10% surcharge on your food and I'll still come there over Macca's. Yep. Literally, I'll cream <laughs> in the drive-thru. <laughs> That's how happy I'll be. So, yeah, fix that, KFC. Fix it now. Um, what else have I got? What other stories do I have? Um, oh, yeah, I just wrote down I'm becoming one with the Gold Coast. I feel like I'm becoming you part are. of the coast. You know, it's a very obscure reference... But you know in like um, Transformers 4, <laughs> which no one knows because no one watched after the second one. <laughs> but um, in Transformers 4 where the dinosaurs come out of the mountain and they're like, oh, we've been here for years. I reckon that's how people are going to find me one day. <laughs> just like, but just under a rock on a beach on the Gold Coast. And they'll just, like, I'll just come out of there and I'm like, oh, I've been here for 80 years. Mm. I feel like I'm just becoming one with the coast. Like slowly, and I'm just doing things every day that make me more of a local. I skated 
18 kilometers the other day by choice. Could have driven, wanted to skate. That's how Gold Coast I'm becoming. I got a blister. <laughs> just, I'm literally leaving remnants of myself, bits of skin just along the coast. I don't, for people who don't know how long 18 kilometers is, that's almost half a marathon. Just one hour 40, chucked the headphones in, was listening to the June Rats. Could it get any more yeah. Gold Coast? Probably not. And that's, that's what I do, by the way, is I discover things after everyone else. So all my friends were like, man, this was four years ago, by the way. Ever heard of this band called the June Rats? They're kind of fun. I think you'll like them. They're a bit like Australian Blink. They're a bit fun. Just three-piece, kind of punk rock band, garage, just super chill, bit shit, but good. You'll love them. And I was like, fuck yeah, man, probably would. And then I waited four years, met them in a music festival, interviewed them, and then was like, all right, I'll give these guys a chance. Yeah. And that's what I do with everything. And I feel like, who's popular now? Um, who's popping off? Like the kid Leroy? Yeah, kid Leroy. Yeah. Dude, I'll be fucking into him in like 2025. I'll be like, hey, have you guys ever heard of the kid Leroy? And everyone will be like, yes. You know, I'll be, I'm like, this is what I do when people die as well. Like I got into Juice World after he was dead. Yeah. I'll do that all the time. Like I'll just miss things when they're popular and then afterwards go, uh huh, I, I see the appeal now. Mm. So um, that's my new thing, guys. I just, all I do is listen to the June Rats because I'm just slowly, slowly trying to get a Queensland citizenship. I don't know how that works. I need to start drinking at 10 a.m. Yeah. Reese walked past the Cool and Gatta Hotel and he's like, there were blokes literally on the beers at 10 a.m. Yeah, it was fucked. <laughs> I mean, fair enough. Look. I'm not going to judge people, all right? Because the state I was in at the music festival, I think I was drunk for a week after that. Mm. But drink your own beers at 10 a.m. on your own balcony from the bottle shop if you're going to be that guy. Yeah. Like, if you're going to be that much of a derelict alcoholic. Yeah, because they all look fucking miserable. <laughs> yeah, but don't pay. Like, sh they're probably cheap, though. I bet you they're making money, dude. They're just fucking... Who are we to judge yeah. some fucking old investors? And it shows that you're never too old to invest as well. People think, oh, I'm 50, I'm too old to get in the investing game. Head down to your local at 10 a.m., jump on the pokies, all right? Get on the Bricky's laptop and just start spinning and pass the time. Because yep. that's another thing. You'll probably make money on the pokies. That's how they work. I'll have it's, a pun on the horses. Yes. Statistically, gambling is good. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think you're allowed to say that. <laughs> Gamble responsibly. I feel like gambling is only irresponsible if you shit at it. Yeah. <laughs> I actually don't gamble, which is because I'm shit at it. That's fine. If I was good at gambling, I would do it all the time, but I'm not. <laughs> this is always imparting so much wisdom on my young, impressionable <laughs> fans. Only gamble if you're good. <laughs> but if you shit at it, I wouldn't recommend because it will ruin your life. But um, yeah, that's me. Just becoming one with the Goldie. Fellas, ladies, pube check. Now, check your pubes. Do it. Do it. Are they disheveled? Are they fucked? Get on Manscaped right now. They support the podcast, so support the brands that support us. Um, seriously, it's one of the uh, it's the best shaver I've ever used. It's one of the best things I own. Um, it's so good. The Lawnmower 3.0, if you want 20% off and free shipping, use code BASIC and Manscaped. 
uh, will hook you up with some smooth-ass nuts. I mean, they won't shave them for you, but they'll give you all the tools that you need to have nice, trimmed nuts. That's really what life's all about, isn't it? Yeah. Just having smooth balls. Do you want your balls to look like bowling balls? Or if you're, you know, if you're white marbles, then great. I don't think uh, the size of nuts matters. No. You know? And also, guys, if you're worried about size, trim that bush. Your dick will look bigger. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> it's it's called perspective. It's like one of those fun mirrors at the pancake parlor. <laughs> you know, it's like it's, <laughs> it's just a, it's all perspective and angles. All right, get a good get some good lighting behind your new freshly trimmed nuts, and you're going to be looking fresh. Um, so yeah, if you've got that lockdown bush that um, yeah, you don't want anymore because it's just annoying. You know, I've been there. So get on it. Use code Basic and uh, yeah, support the brands that support the podcast. And um, they've spent 18 months trying to perfect this bad boy. So that's when you know it's good. Manscaped.com.au. They support the podcast. Now back to the episode. Use code BASIC. Woo! I do um, feel sorry for all the people in Victoria right now. Reese and Meg just got in a car. We kind of predicted it like a few days before it was going to happen. And I just called them up and I was like, get out. Because we need to do our uh, shows. Yeah. Uh, which, by the way, I will have already plugged. We'll put it at the start. But, uh, yeah, new shows on sale. But, yeah, these Sydney ones, we just... I was like, we're going to get locked out of the state if we don't leave now. Yeah, so, they packed their lives up in a boot of a car and drove for 20 hours over two days yeah. to get to Queensland. It was intense. Thought I was going to die at one point. Was it shit? Um, at some point, yeah. Yeah. There was one point where we took a wrong turn and ended up in regional New South Wales in the middle of nowhere. That happens on every 20-hour car drive, yeah. though. You can't get all the turns right. And there was one point we hit this massive like pothole, mm. and I th- we thought we were going to th- th- go off the road. This keeps happening where I know I'm going to die in the dumbest way. Hopefully not young, yeah. but I know I will. Like Meg hurt herself in the dumbest way uh-huh. we did a live stream we got pretty pissed on the stream then we had patreon zoom beers which was a bit of a good bit of good fun yep. until meg decided at 11 p.m at night that she wanted to go out and have a drunk skate now meg can't skate that's all you really need to know she's very new to it she just got a new board two days earlier she was extremely intoxicated. Reese is kind of looking at me like, I don't know if this is a good idea, but I'm like, ah, I'm not going to stop Meg from having a bit of fun. And then uh, she fell over five times and she went to the doctor yesterday and we think she's actually broken her arm. <laughs> and she, the doctor's like, how'd you do it? And Meg was like, um, skateboarding. And I was like, did you tell him that you're drunk? She goes, fuck no. <laughs> Which... I reckon is how 50% of skateboarding injuries happen while yeah. intoxicated. And it's like I'll say again, don't drunk skateboard unless you're good at it. I did it like a fucking champ, you know? I did fall off a few times, but I, I managed to kind of not break my arm. Yeah, everyone's had a stack except me. Yeah, man. I'm next in line. You're not fanging it hard enough. You need to shred it 100%. All right, mate. I want to see you go straight first into a rock and just eat it, and I'll be like, man, re-shreds now. <laughs> you know? I want to see some blood on the pavement. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, RIP Meg's wrist. Oh, since we've been here, for the first couple of days, we couldn't get Netflix to work. So, <laughs> we started watching free-to-air TV again. Dude, it, 
who the fuck is still watching this thing? <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, it's wild. It's actually gotten to the point now where it's come full circle and it's actually so funny yeah. to watch. Late night TV ads are so good. There was this ad that just kept running throughout this Owen Wilson movie that we were watching. <laughs> it was it was like an infomercial called um, about kids sleeping bags. Yeah. But it was called kids sleepy sack surprise yeah <laughs> and reese and i were howling laughing because these kids are like look at my sleepy sack surprise and the whole thing was just like playing out like so innocently and i was like oh my god no one knows that no one in the marketing team no one went hey hey yeah does it sound like this eight-year-old's having a wet dream. <laughs> no one, like, no one was willing to say it. Yeah. So it went to air, and they ran it five times throughout the night. And kids are just like, "Look at my sleepy sack surprise!" And I was like, "He's gonna hold up a cum." <laughs> <laughs> and that was awesome. And yeah, never change free-to-air TV. It's truly something special. We're just scrolling through the channels, and we're just like, "Who the?" Fuck is who I feel like we're the only people in the country watching this Owen Wilson film. <laughs> yeah. Like who was watching that with Can't that? Escape. We were what was it called? Can't Escape. Can't Escape. Yeah. It was we couldn't we couldn't escape watching. <laughs> no, we got sucked in. Which is the worst when you get sucked into a movie on free to wear TV because you just sit through like an hour of ads instead of just finding it on Netflix and then finding where you're up to. Yeah. Which we could have done. It's probably on a streaming service. But probably. we were like, nah. Nine go <laughs> is the way. Um, so, yeah, that was good. Free-to-air TV rips. Never change. Jeez, we've been doing so much admin lately. Yeah, last My night. My affair has continued interstate. Last night was hectic. Oh, dude, last night was a 1 a.m. Um, admin session because we put all the tickets on sale. And, yeah, get on down. Uh, the Brisbane show we put on last week, uh, which is happening tomorrow night, it sold out in a day. Ooh. So, yeah, oh, indeed. Get on that. Shows are selling like fucking Get crazy. on the website and push those ticket buttons. Yeah, lukekidgel.com. That was the appropriate time to say it. Reese loves buttons. Did you dream button. of buttons yeah. last night? He made so many fucking buttons for my <laughs> website yesterday <laughs> that um, we thought, you know, I dreamt that I had to put a, the tour on sale. Oh, really? I, yes, I'm dreaming of admin now. <laughs> my affair has entered my dreams. It's hot. Mm. Yeah. I, I, I had a sleepy sack surprise when I woke <laughs> up. <laughs> Um, okay, so this is a bit of a uh, bit of a callback from last week's podcast. Uh, I was talking about Coxie's Big Break, which was a travel show that aired in Victoria, kind of, I guess, from the years from like 2005-ish to maybe 2012-type yep. era. And we found it only aired in Victoria. So people from my New South Wales show the other week didn't know what I was talking about when I tried to reference it on stage. I am a fiend for making obscure pop culture references that only people my age would understand. Mm. And my new TikTok audience is like, looks at me like, who's Shelly Craft from? And like, what's a funniest home video? Yeah. And I like have to explain to like teenagers that uh, you, back in the day, if you wanted to get yourself on the tally, you had to send a VHS tape of yourself to Crow's Nest in Sydney. <laughs> and which is crazy that that was someone's job. Yeah. Someone's job was filtering through. You know how we get shitty email submissions for the podcast? Mm. Imagine if they all got sent to us on tapes. Oh, and that. one by one, 
it was like, this is from fucking Matt from Perth. Yeah. And we had to put it into a TV, mm. watch whatever shit that he thought was funny. <laughs> like, watch him take a shit on his doorstep and then be like, nup, eject, <laughs> and then next one. That was someone's job. Yeah. Was, uh, what's the right word? Like, filtering all the sh- out all the shit, funniest home videos, and only airing the good ones. And then it was also someone else's job to commentate them in a funny voice. Mm. Like if there was a video of a squirrel doing something funny, they'd be like, hello, I'm a squirrel. And that was just the show. Yeah. And it was just because the internet didn't exist yet. People were like, how else are you going to watch random shit? Yeah. So um, anyway, I was talking about Coxie's Big Break, which a lot of people really, really split the room because a lot of people didn't know what I was talking about. And I do apologize for um, international listeners right now. But just Google Coxie's Big Break. You'll see that big old glorious You won't be mustache. disappointed. Yeah, you won't be disappointed. Coxie looked like all the security guards <laughs> that were <laughs> trying to tackle teenagers. Um, Radio Mike, friend of the show and uh, dear friend of mine, uh, just sent me <laughs> a message saying Coxie content. That was just the subject of the message. Lovely stuff. And he said, when I was in the choir at high school, the head conductor for the choir was named Dr. Cox. Yep. So, same name as the guy from Scrubs, but obviously not the same person. I've never seen Scrubs. But. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I remember one time, and by the way, this is one of the greatest calls I've ever heard, but you have to be familiar with the show, Coxie's Big Break. One day, I remember one time, Cox, Dr. Cox announced to the choir that he would be taking long service leave. And then this guy, Chris Holland, blurts out, Coxie's big brain. <laughs> Everyone fucking lost their shit laughing. Even one guy called Gordon Lay, who literally never laughed, absolutely lost it. It was so funny. Yeah. <laughs> so Mike's just start uh, contributing there with a pretty great Coxie-related yeah. anecdote. We love that. Yeah, and a few people were um, sounding off below last week's episode about um, the lack of Coxie respect that was shown from my Wagga audience. Yeah. Um, and I agree. It was really disappointing that no one else respects the great man. But um, yes, that was good. Man, I had uh, some of the funnest gigs I've ever done this week. Like it was like proper, um, proper fun stuff. The gig I did in Brisbane, it was just like, it was so, oh, it sounds so lame, but it was like, it wasn't a, one of my shows. But everyone was there for me, was like, which is like the first time really that's, that that's ever happened. Like usually a few people come if they see that I'm on the lineup. Mm. But I was like the headliner of this random comedy club. And usually it's just like people going out to see comedy and then they don't really know who the, any of the acts are. 80% of the crowd was like there for me. And that was so fucking sick. So thank you to everyone who's coming to, all, to see me live and stuff. It's, uh, it's very crazy how much everything has grown. And, um, yeah, the Sydney show is sold out, which is super cool. And we added another Sydney show. So, if you missed out on that, next Thursday is your last chance to see me in Sydney. Get on down. Well, one thing that there is to talk about is just how blatantly um, stressed I'm becoming. I'm blatantly overcompensating for my mental state with this shirt. This is pretty much... I look like how my brain feels at the moment all over the shop. You know, I'm wearing denim shorts with an ice cream shirt. Cool, dude. What are you escaping from? You know, but uh, it's really been super busy. And I will be honest. Oh, geez. The sun's really started to come out yeah. now. This is glorious. I mean, it might fry the camera, but fuck. I'm going to get a tan. This is great. There's a dog down there before. I don't get how you don't froth the Gold Coast. 
Mm. This is crazy. Reese is just always unsure <laughs> of the Gold Coast. He's like, I don't know. I see the appeal, but also I hate it. Uh, <laughs> but I, I hate it. I just don't. I, you I just don't. you. I think it's the sand. You like Anakin. You just fucking hate sand. Some people just don't like the beach. I don't mind the beach, but I like listening to it. Like, th- see, like, yeah, listen, that's nice. listen to this. Okay, guys. Oh, we'll just stop for a second. I don't know if it's going to pick up on the mics, but maybe boost it. Listen to this ambience. Nice little seagull. Yeah. The That's distant nice. sound of someone being king hit on Cavill Avenue. The cries of a teenager as they fight over a McRap. Yeah. What's not to love? But uh, yeah, the stress has been out of control lately. I don't usually talk about this on the podcast, but fuck, I'm going to get burnt. Um, but yeah, the, these shows have just been like, because there's been no management this year. Uh, me and Meg and Reese and I have just been doing everything. Like Reese has made so many assets. Um, we've just been locked in a room here, pretty much organizing the tour to the point where if these shows get canceled, it may crush me to my core. You know those like crush videos of the things in like the industrial crushes? Yeah. Dude, I'm going to chuck my heart and soul in there and just COVID's just going to be... Someone's going to make a meme if it all gets crushed. <laughs> just like a tennis ball getting fucked up. But uh, yeah, I'll be, I will be pretty angry. But I don't know. That's the game. And we're doing everything in our power this year to uh, make their shows go ahead to the point where I'm literally staying in Queensland so these shows can go ahead. So, um, yeah, it, it's not cheap, though. It's very expensive. So please come to the show. Uh, these new shows are selling like crazy. As I said earlier in the um, show, there's a bunch of new shows on sale. Two biggest shows I've ever done. Um, doing a thousand seat is unreal. I guess I just wanted to say thank you to everyone. I, I know you guys have probably, most of you guys have been listening for probably years and I appreciate that. And um, it feels like things are really starting to kick off thanks to TikTok. After all the shit that I've given that godforsaken death trap of an app, it really is helping my life in a, a very positive way. Except for um, my brain. It's turned my brain to mush, but it's deeply... Um, affected my career in a positive way deeply it wasn't bad see i'm just thinking about rolling around in the deep yeah fuck that and that's goes to show that it's turned my brain to mush my brain has been turned to slop this week um you know what you want to know an actual sentence i said out loud meg goes oh how are you going what are you doing there she's like you don't look okay or something she was like checking up on me and i said seriously i'm literally she's like what are you doing i'm like i'm sitting here I'm sitting here, what did I say? I'm sitting here trying to not to shit. Oh, I was like, yeah. I just sat there for an hour and a half doing work. And she goes, what are you doing? You keep squirming. I'm like, because if I don't squirm, I will shit myself. (laughs) She goes, go to the toilet. I'm like, I'm focused. I can't. And now I know that's a sad, oh, by the way, the camera's not plugged in. Oh, it's flopping. It's just flopping there. Oh, it's flopping? It's flopping? Yeah, it's flopping. Don't worry, I got it covered. Oh, cool. Man. Great. Sorry, I'm multitasking. I'm trying to make buttons. Reese is literally doing admin (laughs) as we're doing the podcast. That's how much goddamn admin there is to do. But um, yeah, I I think I just want to say thank you very much for all all the support. It feels like everything's kind of coming together um, despite all the... uh, I guess I I don't know it's I must I don't know how it comes across to you guys like what my life is like because I open the podcast telling stories of all these like drunken escapades Meg's broken her arm drunken a skateboard it must just seem like all we do is like 
have fun and get wasted. It's actually not the case at all. <laughs> I feel like most of what we do is really boring, which is why there, I guess there isn't that much to talk about this week. But um, yeah, we did have some banger emails come in throughout the week, which I did want to read. And you can always send us an email at uh, lukehidgelpodcast at gmail.com. Lukehidgelpodcast at gmail.com. Was that pretty good? Yeah. That was like the button. You, people probably didn't even realize no. that uh, it was me. Uh, this one came in from Zach. It's an I don't know who needs to hear this. Hey, Luke, I don't know who needs to hear this, but you don't need to press the pedestrian crossing button two seconds after I press it. Zach, I could not agree more, my man, but I'm also 100% guilty of doing this every time. Dude, I don't even press it. I'm so rude as to if someone presses it before me, I'll see them press it. I'll still walk up to it and completely Chuck Norris 360 ninja kick that bitch. <laughs> Why? It's called asserting alpha dominance in a situation. And also, it's cool. Top three coolest t- things I've ever felt. Oh, actually, my number one happened literally to me two days ago on my skateboard. So, number one, the coolest thing that's ever happened to me. And I literally, and I know you guys are going to be like, oh, nah, he's just fucking around. He's just saying this for the podcast. No joke. I was 100% the coolest person in the world for 30 seconds the other day, ever. Like at that moment in time, I was actually the coolest. And I bet you like, you know, Ronaldo might've been getting his dick sucked looking over like some fuck you view somewhere. (laughs) And I was 100% cooler than that. Leonardo DiCaprio, you know, might've been getting a rim job. All I can think of is celebrities getting eaten. Yeah. (laughs) What? what? That's not that cool. Um, What else is the coolest thing? Okay, maybe someone was high-fiving Sylvester Stallone at that exact moment. I still would have been cooler. Mm. Someone was high-fiving Rocky. I would have been cooler. I was skateboarding along the beach for 18 kilometers, right? And just as the sunset hit the water, and you know, I don't know if you know, but like, when the sun hits water, it has that red glow and it makes the ocean kind of see-through and bluey. There was like a red tinge and I had sunnies on. I looked over this beautiful ocean and then Californication by the Chili Peppers came on. It was like, do, 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 do. And then like that beat came in, that Chad Smith majestic drum beat. And I was like, uh-huh, uh-huh. I'm like, space was made, you know, filmed in a Hollywood basement. And I was like, this is the coolest moment of my life. It was on shuffle. I didn't plan for it. It was 12 kilometers into a run. I wasn't going out there to be cool. I was just going out there to be me, dude. I'm like Cody Maverick in yeah. Surf's Up. It's a very obscure <laughs> reference once again, but I just want to be me. And yeah, man, it was the coolest I've ever felt. Now I need to high five Sylvester Stallone and compare the two. Mm. I've got punched by Arnold Schwarzenegger's bodyguard. Yeah. That hurt. I, that wasn't that cool. I don't think. I think that's the coolest I've ever felt. What's the coolest you've ever felt? I've, I don't know. I think that was like up there. Like it just was the perfect moment. It was the sunset. It was the music. It was like, I think it was the de-stress. I've been so stressed all day, like trying yeah. to lock in all these last shows. And all t- I've been dreaming about putting tickets on sale. Yeah. Do you know how fucked that is? <laughs> is when your work infests your sleep. Like Reese is probably dreaming about buttons. That's yeah. what you do. Just... Button dreaming, 
So, um, yeah, I, it was just that moment of like, I wasn't thinking about anything else in the world except for how fucking cool I was, <laughs> which is the ultimate de-stress. You know, some people would have a wank to, to feel de-stressed. Nah, you then you just feel dirty afterwards, you know? What you need to do is skate and then hope that the perfect moment happens organically and you didn't force it at all. Yeah. You've never... F- what was the, what's like a cool moment? I don't know, like... I've seen a video of you doing an ollie where you were 10. That was pretty cool. That was cool. Yeah. <laughs> He's... So, Reese has been away for a week and Reese's dad is such a legend, right? He's always just a beast legend. He's missing Reese so much that he chucked on some home videos <laughs> the other night and sent Reese some footage of Reese skateboarding as a kid. And guys, Reese shredded. Yeah. A little, little too hard. Yeah, and the motorbike pics. Yeah. You, there was got to be one day where you did a sick motorbike jump and you're like, that's the coolest I've ever felt. Yeah, probably, yeah. You've been skydiving. No, but I don't know, like, if, if it's... I don't know if this is cool. Yeah. But, like, one time uh, in a football grand final... I <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. It's stop your sentence there. <laughs> yeah, continue, though. I scored the uh, a goal in extra time to get us through the penalties to win the grand final. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, because like everyone would have been getting around you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Didn't you... Actually, this is a sentence. Have we talked about this in the podcast before? What? You said the sentence... Uh, yeah, it was you, wasn't it? Or was it Ruben? No, it was you, because he still plays futsal. You oh, were yeah. like, oh... I was like, why did you quit futsal? And you go, oh, because one time I got a goal from half... This was at the start of this year, yeah. What did you say? Oh, like... I scored a goal from halfway and just... You know, yeah, you were like, I scored a goal from halfway down the field and I knew it wasn't going to get any better than no. that, so I just quit. <laughs> <laughs> what a way to go out. That's cool. Cool. Yeah. It's cool leaving a thing at your peak. That's what My Chemical Romance did. Now they're back yeah. and I, I paid $180 to see them live. Yes, I'm that guy. <laughs> I'm the emo guy that... Uh, I'm so excited for that, man. That better go ahead. Because I tried to see them before COVID hit and then that got cancelled. But anyway, you want to go out at your peak and I feel like you've left... Um, I'll go back eventually. No, don't. Because then you'll be like fucking Metro Station, <laughs> dude. You know? I'm not saying they ever had a peak. But <laughs> sorry, that was another obscure reference. Reese and I were watching a live video of the <laughs> band Metro Station who sing Shake, Shake. Shake, shake, shake. Yeah. And he's like, they're doing the song live at Warp Tour. Someone hands him a guitar that doesn't work. And the guy was such a diva that he just throws the <laughs> guitar down. And I'm like, dude, I've st- I know a bit about how music is priced and valued. Mm. You can't afford to be smashing guitars if you're <laughs> Metro Station. But um, yeah, you don't, you don't, don't go back. Leave it your peak. I've got the itch though to go back. So got I the, yes, but... John Farnham had the itch, mate. <laughs> and now he just does RSLs. Yeah, true. You know? Do you really want to be like... Like all the bands... Here's the thing. Whenever we go on tour, we do like venues that are probably like 300 to 400 seated. So they're kind of like 600 or whatever standing venues. So we always tour the same venues that like Damien Leith and like... Uh, Thirsty Merc, yeah, Thirsty Merc, Gyroscope, Grinspoon, yeah. that all these like, not I'm not I don't want to use the term washed up, yeah. But they're not they're not at their peak. Yeah, we like, should go one time. Like if there's ever a night off somewhere, yeah, we just see Thirsty Merc in town. We yeah, just like go see Thirsty Merc yeah. in like Bathurst or some <laughs> shit. That'd <laughs> yeah. be the my probably you know what if you could give me twenty good reasons why <laughs> well we had to go, then I would attend. <laughs> 
Um, and I would only go in the summertime yeah. as well. Those are my two rules yeah. of attending Thirsty Mo. <laughs> but, um, yeah, dude, you don't just leave at your peak. All right. It's like those AFL players that, like, they play till they're 35, then they break their spine. And yeah. they're just, like, never at their peak again. But you got the goal from... You said it yourself. It does not get better than that. No. Don't pretend like you're going to get a goal from full court. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, how long's the... The futsal court. It's just not a basketball, basketball court, court. Yeah, I got it dead from the center. Futsals has got to be one of the... And I say this and with offense. I don't want to say no offense because tr- I want to offend you. Not yeah. you, Reese, but you're kind. Um, <laughs> futsal has to be one of the most pathetic sports on the planet. Because now, again, this is coming from purely personal experience. Yeah. I'm bought up. I'm, I'm raised... To think soccer is cowardly, right? Yeah. So that that's how I'm also raised. Same. Also same. Yeah, I'm raised in a bogan household where, honestly, if I had have come out to my dad as a soccer player, he would have been like probably disowned me. If I had have said I'm gay, he would have been like, "That's fine as long as you <laughs> gay and play footy," you know? Yeah. <laughs> but that's the kind of household I, I live in. So like when I look at soccer, I go, "Oh, look at those guys diving. That's such a soft sport." And I know they have to be fit and I respect the athletes and I respect the people at the top level of every sport and discipline, right? Yeah. I'm not going to go as far as to saying I don't respect David Beckham. That man's a goddamn god. Yeah. Right? He's just the god. That's it. Um but all I'm saying is on a local level, the kids at my school that played soccer their only other talents in life were hacky sack and futsal. Mm. <laughs> we have to defend my kind here and Given say you're wrong. You're wrong. How am I wrong? It's a fun sport to play. You should play. Come play. <laughs> no. <laughs> yes, come play. No. I, w- I will be disowned by my family, <laughs> especially futsal, because futsal in my brain is the even lower tier version of soccer. Or is, yeah. it, or is it more contact? I would say it's less contact and on a basketball court and actually holds no purpose. Um, if you want to play soccer, just play soccer. Yeah, but and like run around local, on a big field. Local football, there's, like, there's no like age limit. So you can play like against 40-year-old blokes who just want to yeah. rough you up and stuff like that. Like, yeah, yeah. There's always fights at football. Oh, there's fights in every sport. Yeah. I mean, I played local basketball before, filling in for my brother's team. I don't also don't think much of basketball, and that was still yeah. pretty rough. But, but I grew, I came from a household where it was all footy. Yeah, and how did you navigate that? As um, a just young all my mates, boy. all my mates were into it, and like my brother-in-law was into it, so they converted me <sighs> to the dark side. If you want to say that, yeah. My dad still gets angry that like soccer exists in this country. He's like one of the guys. It's like it's not Australian, you know. He like he gets real. You know, it's not part of our values. <laughs> I'm like, dad, just let people play what they want. But also, I'm like, no, nah, yeah. I agree. Nah, it's just it's one of those sports where like, good on you if you play it. It's actually soccer is so fun to play. What I and this will and man, people are gonna get so angry at this. Yeah. God, I'm gonna lose everyone here. <laughs> Watch. You know what? Fuck it. I'm just gonna go go down this path. FIFA sucks. That's one I truly don't understand. Playing soccer, uh, playing soccer is like, all right, fun to play. I would never want to watch the sport because it's low scoring. Not much happens. But FIFA was sick in like 2013-14, but now it's just, yeah, gone downhill. I truly like un- don't understand. I've played FIFA before and I would be just a game I never understand. I don't even, maybe it's just because I don't even have the desire to play real life soccer. Yeah. So probably. therefore don't have the desire to play virtual soccer. Yeah. I would rather play fucking Pong. 
that one where it's just bing, bing, and the ball goes up and back. Yeah. That's all soccer is, just with 18 different yeah. pong bits. True. <laughs> just the ball just pongs around. Yeah. But was soccer like a big, was that a big thing in your area or no? Nah? No, nah, I grew up in like the widest area of Melbourne. So like statistically, I grew up in the, and I'm not saying like, oh, uh, we were so white. Literally, I was in a school of 1,700 people. Yeah. We had 300 people in a year. And there was one Asian kid. Jason yeah, that's Tan, crazy. That's absolute crazy. legend, right? One Asian kid. That's crazy. He was the closest we had to diversity. Yeah. I didn't think we had anyone. We had like, I have a lot of Italian and Greek friends because my like northeast suburbs of Melbourne is like a lot of Italian and Greek people. That's where they yeah. um, settled and stuff, I guess, or a lot of first generation people back in the day. So, but uh, now... Yeah, the, I didn't... Dude, I... <laughs> this is crazy. When I was in primary school, I think the first time I saw, like, a brown person was on a school trip <laughs> to the museum. And I saw this whole other school and they were just, like, all these kids and, like, some of them had turbans on and I was like, what the fuck? Is, like, I was, like, probably just, like, the cool hat. Like, <laughs> I was probably just... I had no... Really, not until I started started doing comedy and I started to see more of Melbourne and just get out of... You know, like, you're in that bubble when you're a kid. Like, you, you, you get out sometimes, like, you go to the footy and you, like, do bits and pieces, but you're still kind of in a bubble. And I wasn't very observant, clearly. That's wild. When I was a kid. But when I, like, started doing stand-up and stuff and I'd go to all these different suburbs, I'd be like, oh, my God, like, I live in, like, the whitest yeah, area of all time. We only do, like, fish and chip shops. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. They're like, <laughs> this is, it's almost like the Gold Coast. Yeah. Maybe that's why I feel so at home here. Probably. Because, like, here, we tried to order Japanese food last night. <laughs> they don't do it. <laughs> the Gold Coast is so white that they just do Asian fusion. And it's just them going, well, fucking, well, what's the difference? You know, yeah. they just, like, put anything with rice and call it Asian. And they go, just eat it. Just fucking eat it, bro. And they'll just king hit you if you don't. Mm. So, anyway, that's maybe that's why I feel so at home here um, in Queensland. <laughs> it's, it's not. For, I'm not a racist. It's just, like... I don't know. I've I've always just I like I see a bunch of white people surfing, and to me that's normal. Yeah. If that makes sense, like yeah. that's why when I see a bunch of people playing futsal, I'm like, why? Why would you? I didn't think one time I played dodgeball with my Greek friend. Yeah. <laughs> that, was the, that was the closest. That's still the whitest thing ever. That was the sorest I've ever been in my life. Oh yeah. Yeah, because like they play with those little um balls that like are really light yeah. so every throw you overextend your arm yeah and i woke up in the morning i felt like i'd been wanking for like a week <laughs> <laughs> like it was fucked up um how long have we got to go when we're at like 19 19 yeah. oh we're got a minute left guys yeah guys that's the end of the podcast thank you very much for tuning in i'm sorry it's been a bit of an all over the shop episode bear with us um it has been a really stressful week um, trying to get these shows done without any management. It's just uh, Meg and I pretty much doing it all and uh, Reese fucking making assets for days. Yep. Reese just sitting there bored out of his mind on Photoshop exporting the same thing 20 <laughs> times over. So guys, compliment Reese below. Yep. He's been doing some great work. And uh, last night I felt so bad. <laughs> you were like trying to go to bed. It was like 10.30. I was like, oh, can you make one more button? Yeah, because you fucking him up. Then you'd make him. I was like, oh, I've actually, actually done two shows in Toowoomba. And you're like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I said all the dates at the start of the show. Um, I'll read them again just in case you need a reminder. Because uh, this is the biggest tour I've ever bloody been on. And um, Meg, do you, want, do you need this? Sorry, Meg just needs a code, guys. Just doing more admin yep. on the podcast. Admin. 
She needs a uh, security code. <laughs> Just waiting out. Yeah. Meg's writing it on her hand. You got it? Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. So, next week is Wollongong. Um, there's a new Sydney show on sale. Come to that if you missed out. Because uh, I don't know if we'll be back in Sydney this year. And, um, yeah, pretty much we're running out to the end of the year anyway. And then Newcastle, the extra show. There's still 50 tickets left. Then Canberra, there's only 20 tickets left of that. That's 18 plus. Then Geelong is being rescheduled. I think there's a few tickets left now because... A uh, few people wanted a refund. Bendigo, Melbourne, there's a few tickets left now of the rescheduled dates. Adelaide, we're coming back to do the biggest show I've ever done in Adelaide because uh, the other one sold out. Then Perth, 1,000 goddamn people. Woo. If you all show up, please come. Come. Uh, Canberra, we're doing all ages, coming back. And then Harvey Bay is on sale. Cairns. Townsville, Mackay, Rockhampton, Bundaberg, Toowoomba, Sunshine Coast, Gold Coast, Brisbane. That is going to sell very quick in Brisbane, so get on it. Launceston and Hobart. Biggest shows I've ever done. I would love to see you there. And, um, yeah, I just wanted to say thank you all so much. It feels like hard work over the last five years is finally paying off a little bit um, and how rewarding all these shows are. And pretty much just talking about come to strangers every night <laughs> is the dream. <laughs> People say, like, what are you doing? And I always say, living the dream. And they go, what's, this, what's the dream? And I go, sitting on a balcony talking of cum. And that's it, guys. Thanks for helping me live my dream. Uh, LukeKidgel.com for tickets. LukeKidgelpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Almost said cum. <laughs> for emails. And, um, yeah, thanks for tuning in. We'll be back next week. Who knows where we'll be? Yep. Maybe in Byron? Yep. I don't know. Maybe in Sydney. Maybe he's still here on the Gold Coast. Who, who knows? But um, can we get a out out buzzer? Oh yeah, murder! Great tax fraud. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye.